Good morning, Saints. I trust you are all well. My name is Kumo Kekana. Happy Women's Month. Um, it's wonderful to be here. This is our new normal um, in the house of the Lord. We are also keeping up with the, with the times. Everyone is going online, and here we are. It is indeed a privilege to be here sharing the word of God with you. I would like to thank the eldership of the church and the earlier leadership for giving me the opportunity to share. My topic today is inspired by Romans 15.13, and it reads as thus. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the topic is, God is the only one who can fill you up until your cup overflows. Let us pray. God, I invite you into the space today. I thank you that you've given us this opportunity to hear from you again. I pray that you speak through me, dear Lord. I pray that you open up the hearts of the people listening to your word. May your Holy Spirit reveal your word unto them. And I pray, dear Lord, that you cover them with love, hope, and peace. In the name of Jesus Christ. It's been an interesting year for all of humanity. We find ourselves in a situation that we've never ever been in before. The whole world is under lockdown. And for some of us, lockdown showed us flames. You know, we honestly broke down and found ourselves empty. The things that we thought fulfilled us and brought us joy and filled us up were abruptly taken away from us. You know, we could no longer connect with our friends, our family, um, our colleagues at work. We could no longer come to church, or some of us, we could no longer see our kids. And the places where we used to go to fulfill ourselves, we could, not, we could no longer go to. You know, the gyms, um, recreation, and even go on vacation, you can name it. We were even confronted with the lack of access to those little obsessions and addictions that um, we also use to fill ourselves up and make ourselves feel good. You know, the cigarettes, the alcohol, takeaways, food, shopping, you know, um, the body and face enhancements. We could not buy makeup, we couldn't buy clothes. Um, those crash diets went out the window because now we're just eating because we're at home. And we now came face to face with the emptiness that is inside us. This made me wonder that, so all these years that I thought, God, if I could have this and I could have that, I'll be happy. It means I was really not happy, you know? We are now confronted with this reality that what we thought fulfilled us and made us happy actually didn't. We were just lying to ourselves, and even things like 
not coming to church, not physically being here at church, we could not do it. You know, we thought that being here on Sunday will fill us up for the whole week of our, for our lives. And we truly realized that that two hours we spend at church on Sunday, it's not enough. The Holy Spirit then revealed to me that what we've done is we've moved away from the true source of fulfillment. The only source that can fill us up until we overflow. Instead, what we've done, we've taken the things that should be on our cup and we've turned that into our source. So we take our family, our friends, our job, our children, and we keep pouring them back into our cup. And we don't know what we're pouring back into our cup. It's never enough. We're always frustrated. And as, um, and as lockdown has showed us, it's, it's really not possible. You know, I have not seen my mom since February. You know, I cried, I can't see my family. But then when you realize that I've misplaced my mom, so I've made her my source instead of making um, God our source. So we need to understand that our source is honestly only there to support and to complement us. If you think of a cup and a saucer, it's only meant to be under our cup. So how do we know that we're empty? You know, that there are things that manifest when we are empty. And these things you honestly cannot hide away from. It comes out in the things we say. Let's read Luke 6.45. The Amplified Version says, The intrinsically good man produces what is good and honorable and moral out of the good treasure stored in his heart. And the intrinsically evil man produces what is wicked and depraved out of the evil in his heart. For his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart. When we are empty, we complain. We are always unsatisfied. We lie, we compare, we slander, we gossip, we criticize, we badmouth. You know, we embarrass other people. We have no empathy and we have no compassion. Our emptiness also comes out in how we behave. Let's read Galatians 5, verse 19 to 21 in the NIV version. And it says, The acts of the flesh are obvious. It's sexual immorality. It's impurity. It's debauchery. It's idolatry and sorcery. Hatred, discord, jealousy, and rage. Rivalries, division, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. It also comes out in how we feel. You know, we feel depressed, we feel 
low, we feel down, we feel anxious, we feel ugly, discouraged, fearful. You know, there's unforgiveness. We, we are always feeling like we're bewitched. You know, low self-esteem, low self-confidence. We, we are disappointed and we're always crying. And yes, we feel empty. And that's how we know that we've moved away from our source. It's a really dark place to be in. When you realize that this is where you are, you need to do something about it. You have to make a conscious decision to reconnect with your source, to be restored and filled up with everlasting water. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, the Bible tells us, Today, I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on the heavens and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you may choose life, so that you and your descendants might live. God gave us the power to choose. And he still says, choose life. Let's look at the story of Mary and Martha in Luke 10, 38. Jesus visits Martha and Mary. Now, while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village called Bethany. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continuously listening to his teachings. But Martha was very busy and distracted with all of her saving responsibilities. And she approached him and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me to do the serving alone? Tell her to help me and do her part. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage, which will not be taken away from her. I mean, if I was there and Jesus had said this to me, I would have blown a fuse. I would have been so angry. I would have walked out. I would have probably said things that I would never, um, say things that I would regret later which is how we react when we're frustrated, you know? Instead of taking a moment and saying, okay, Jesus, I understand my sister's making me work while she sits and do nothing. What is it that cannot be taken away from Mary? You know, I would also like to sit and do nothing. But you see, no one could take away the fact that Mary had the revelation of who Jesus was in her life. Mary understood that Jesus is her Alpha and Omega, the author and perfecter of her faith, the good shepherd, the redeemer, the way, the truth, and the life. Mary understood that Jesus is her counselor. She understood that she, he, Jesus is the true vine. 
She knew that with Jesus, whatever that she got from Jesus was not temporary. It was everlasting joy, everlasting peace. Mary understood the magnitude of the return on investment that she would get on investing her time sitting at Jesus' feet. She understood that all these things that I'm busy with, they will only last a moment. They will only last a lifetime. They will only make me happy for just a few minutes. But she knew that sitting at Jesus' feet will bring her everlasting joy, peace, kindness. And absolutely no one, no lockdown, no COVID, no death, no separation, nothing could take that away from her. Nothing could take her relationship with Jesus away from her. Nothing and no one could take away her salvation. And this is where we need to be in our salvation, you know, forever connected to our Savior and understanding that sitting at Jesus' feet means everlasting life in abundance. So now Martha is faced with a dilemma. She would like to sit there at Jesus' feet, but she doesn't know. You know, she is so used to being busy. It reminds me of me. You know, I'm a very busy, busy. You know, everyone who knows me knows I'm always busy doing something, you know? And one of the conflicts that we have is if I'm not doing this, so God, if I'm not serving, who's going to make the food? Who's going to do this? So how do we get ourselves back to reconnect with the source? I'll, I'll list a few things. Acknowledge you are empty. You know, look at yourself and say, I'm empty. I can see all these things in me. Do you know how I speak, how I behave, how I'm feeling? Do you know, even my responses, I'm always complaining. So check where you are, check what's distracting you. And acknowledge and say that I need to do something about this. And then check how far, how far have you moved away from the presence of God so that you can determine what you need and how long you need to get back and reconnect with the source. What I admire about Martha, she didn't sit there and complain and become bitter. She spoke out. So speak up, you know? Say to everyone around you, it's too much. I cannot. I'm empty. I'm dying. I'm unhappy, you know? Verbalize how you're feeling. Um, we always get caught up in the being the hero syndrome. You know, we always want to help people despite how empty we are. You know, we, we, we get addicted to being praised and exalted. And that becomes our downfall. Because even when we're empty, we just crave that. So just ask for help. Um, learn to let go. Learn to let go and let others take over. No one can be you. You know, you are... Best, you are the best person to do the things that you do, but you need to learn to let go. And um, another important thing that you need to do, the people that you thought 
fulfill you and make you happy. Those are the people that are at your saucer. They are the people that support the cup. Use those networks, you know, your colleagues at work, your friends, and tell them, this is the space that I'm in. I need help. Can you help me with this? You know, the cooking in the house, the transport, whatever that you need, whatever that you feel that at this moment, I cannot do this, you know? Um, call, call, call on those people, your friends, your family, your schoolmates, anyone who can help. Make sure that um, you, you have people around you, people around you that can support you when you're going through the reconnection phase. Because you cannot be Mary and be Martha at the same time. You know, when you are Mary, everything else stops. So the things that are stopping, make sure that you get people to help you with. Um, and when you are in that space, you need to detach and remove yourself from all distractions. You know, never allow yourself to, to serve from an empty cup, you know? So you've sorted out your backup, remove yourself. As you, as you sit at Jesus' feet, let it be a space where you are alone with God. You know, there's no distractions, there's peace and tranquility. And make sure that when you are in that space, um, you deal with the issues Deal with your issues. Seek counseling, seek therapy, seek professional help, but deal with the issues. There's trauma that we go through that we keep burying, you know? And when we serve from that cup, we, we are merely just pouring poison. We're pouring the bad fruits into the people that we're serving. So seek help, you know? Um, And cry out to God, you know, meditate on the promises of God and the blessings that God has made upon your life, you know. Um, for me, I feel like that space should be your special space. Be jealous about it, protect that space and teach everyone around you to respect that space, you know. Make sure that it's a no disturb space, no one interrupts you. You understand the investment that you're making into your life, into your future. And when you have reconnected, the people around you will reap the fruits. Um, through everything, through everything, give thanks. Remain grateful for every drop that goes into your cup. And choose to be an optimist, choose to, to be positive. Choose to see your cup filling up and say, God, I can see my cup is filling up. I can see my cup is filling up. You know, when, when you start to fill your cup, when you start to, to fill your cup with the Holy Spirit inside you, you know, when we choose to sit at Jesus' feet and meditate on his word, I promise you, that feeling of emptiness, that feeling of anger, it'll disappear and you will be filled with everlasting life in abundance. You know, nothing will be a drag for you. You will overflow from within with everything that you need 
for a fulfilled life. And most importantly, the world will eat the wonderful fruits of the spirit that overflow from our heart, our mouths, and our deeds. You will be like Mount Zion, and you will not be shaken nor moved. And you will be like David. When you step out into the world, you know, filled with the spirit, filled to the brim. In Psalm 23, David says, I'm reading from the NIV. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. David understood who his father is. He understood that he has provision. He doesn't need to worry. It continues to say, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the path of righteousness for his name's sake. The verse I want to highlight is, even though I walk through the darkest valley, even though I walk through, I mean, we are at our most darkest valley ever, everyone in the world. So even though we are walking through this, we understand who our Father is. We are filled, we are secured. We, we understand who is in us. So we fear no evil because we understand that God is with us. It says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, I'm feeling low, I'm feeling depressed. I've got your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of your enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I will be like Mary, and surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And like Mary, I will choose to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Barcelona, through us, the world can experience God's amazing gift to humanity, which is salvation. When the world sees what God is doing in our lives, who Jesus is in our lives, they will want the salvation that God has already given. We owe it to ourselves and we owe it to humanity to reconnect with our source so that we're always overflowing. I pray that we choose life. Let's choose to reconnect. God's love is unfailing and it always there for us. Thank you. Let's pray. Father Lord, we have moved away from your presence. We have moved away from you, our source. I pray that as we cry out to you, reconnect us back to you, dear Lord. Give us the boldness and the courage we need to take that first big step to say, 
I need you, Lord. I pray that you fill us up, dear Lord. You restore us, you heal us. Dear Lord, we are longing for everlasting peace, joy, and happiness. I pray, dear Lord, that you remind us, take us back to those days, dear Lord, when we first received our salvation. Remind us of that joy. And dear Lord, as we sit at Jesus' feet, as we are refreshed and we are seated at your feet, dear Lord, I pray that we equip ourselves for the work ahead. Help us, dear Lord, to declare and to preach your word. I thank you, Jesus Christ, for everything that you do for us, dear Lord. I pray for everyone who's listening, dear Lord, that if they are there and they would like to reconnect with you and they would like to know the source, dear Lord, I pray for their salvation, dear Lord. And if you are there at home and you want this Jesus, you want this Jesus, you want to know this Jesus, may you pray this prayer after me and say, Dear Lord, I'm a sinner. I come to you and I ask for forgiveness. I confess my sins to you. And I confess and I say with my mouth that you are Lord and you are God of my life. I declare and I say that Jesus died for me at the cross. And I want this gift that you have given to humanity. I thank you that you are my savior and I declare that you are my savior. And I thank you for being who you are in my life. Right now in the name of Jesus Christ, I am now a child of God. I am now born again, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen.